Hello, Rob. Hi, Chris. Welcome to the 10 Minute Design Chat. Thanks, mate. Let's talk about becoming a board game geek. So today on the show, we're talking origin stories. We're going to talk a little bit about how we ended up here, Rob and I, on this podcast, talking to you about game design. I feel like sometimes when you listen to podcasts and they bring on guests, they get a very short period of time to talk about sort of where they started and what inspired them. So I thought it'd be nice for us to just basically have a chat about how we got here, because I think we know about each other's origin story to a small degree, but it'd be nice. We'll probably learn some facts about each other, Rob. I mean, we get even less of a chance because it's only 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true, actually. (laughs) And I mean, also, I think it it is actually really nice. I always enjoy whenever I go to conventions or like meet other game designers um, just just that or just general just general punters. Like, it's always nice to see, like, how did you get here? Like, because it actually is it's interesting. Everyone's story is slightly different and there's different tweaks and turns. And there may be stuff in there that actually helps you to sort of say, "Ah, actually, I might try these things. So, yeah, that was very exciting. And then they say, oh, I got her on the bus. <laughs> like Classic how, joke. How did you get here? I don't remember. <laughs> Before we dive straight into our sort of how we got here, I want to I want to I want to set the scene for you, Chris, if, if you will allow me. Permission granted. Well, thank you very much. You're so polite. Imagine the scene, if you will. Right. So the room is strewn with banners and balloons. There are tables are adorned with party rings and jammy dodgers. There are sounds of children playing in the garden that just fill the air. It's your eighth birthday, and you hear the doorbell as a tall, handsome fellow welcomes himself in, holding a gift box for you. He looks familiar, almost like you're looking into one of those circus mirrors that make you really tall. (laughs) He announces himself as a time traveller, and he's brought you a board game from the future. What game would you shepherd through time to give to your childhood self? Oh, that is a cracker. That is a... a yeah, I'm, I'm a, that is a great question. So I'm eight years old. Yeah. What would I want to play as an eight-year-old me? It could be anything that's come out since you've been eight, year old, eight years old. Twilight Imperium. <laughs> yeah, Twilight Imperium. You need to learn. Life's hard. <laughs> that is a great question. What would I choose? It would have to be something where you're like making spells or stuff like that. Something with a bit of chaos and something with a kind of cartoony vibe to it. And honestly, probably it would be the game I most recently bought, which was introduced to me by your fine self, Rob. And it's got to be the big box for Quacks of Quedlinburg. Uh, I honestly think I would have lost my tiny mind if you'd have given me that. All those those potion bits and blowing stuff up and just, oh yeah, I think that would have been it. Oh, Chris, you've nailed it. You've nailed it. Eight-year-old you would have loved that. (laughs) Eight-year-old me would have absolutely loved that. Amazing game. Yeah, get that on your Christmas list, everybody. Absolutely. If you've never played it, it was one that I hadn't played for ages and Rob kept telling me about, uh, and I should have played it about three or four years earlier. Um, (laughs) So please do go and try it at your local board game cafe if they've got it. (laughs) But yeah, so I mean, this is is the the sort of part where we sort of discuss 
how we really got here. And Chris, I'm really interested to hear, like, like I think a lot of these, anybody's journey to becoming a board game geek, I mean, it could have happened yesterday. There may be people listening right now that's just like, actually, I've just discovered I love board games and, and there we go. This is the start of it. But uh, I get a sneaky suspicion, having known you, that this is, this all might have started when you were a bit younger. I think it crept up on me, if I'm honest. I, I have some memories from when I was younger of things that I used to play, and they mainly centred around... We went on a lot of um, caravan holidays oh, when I was younger. Yes. And there were a lot of very damp evenings where we would sit in the caravan and we'd play games, and it would usually be whatever was in the games drawer in the caravan. So for me, um, there was packs of cards in there, so we played a lot of card games, things like Crazy Eight, uh, New Market. That was my first delve into betting and you know that kind of thing, and being able to win money, which was actually just counters from the draft set, if I remember rightly. Teach them young. <laughs> and I, I remember that being just. I used to love that, and really every evening I'd say, "Oh, can we play a card game tonight? Can we play a card game?" My poor parents probably wished they'd not introduced me to them because I was just <laughs> constantly. They're like, "Maybe, maybe tomorrow night." They're not playing them every night. Yeah. And I still have that feeling as an adult now. I would gladly play games every night, but it's not always socially acceptable. So, uh, but you know, it's still there in my heart. So those are the ones I remember. And then the Pokemon trainer game I remember oh. I got. And I never really played it properly, but I loved looking at the Nobody little, like, circular tokens. Yeah. <laughs> and it had all the Pokemon and, you know, you could pretend to be a trainer and it was great. It had nice cards and stuff in it. Um, I bought a copy of Atmosphere. The video-based, uh, like, play with friends and do what the video tells yeah. you to do game from a car boot sale once. Again, I think I put the video on for half an hour once. And those were my sort of childhood memories of games alongside computer gaming, Command & Conquer Generals, Unreal Tournament, the classics. You see, because it's funny, like, we have a lot of similarities in that sense. I was all about the caravan holidays, all about the playing cards. We used to play Rummy a lot uh, and Go Fish. Like, those were the ones that we absolutely loved. Um, And it was always great, like, when there was a rainy day on a holiday, like, abroad as well. You'd just be like, ah, cool, we'll just, like, bet two Ps and and play with card games. Um, I actually think a lot of my, like, we also played, like, obviously Monopoly. That was a big one, wasn't it? Like, once again, I think we house-ruled that to oblivion, and it always ended in a fight, which was, uh, taught me many a good lesson, (laughs) also about Monopoly. All the classics of, like, I can't remember what it's called, but it's, like, the one where you have to push the button in the middle and the dice jump up and down and you move your pieces around and like really literally just a literal roll and move like snakes and ladders but with a clicky bit but i think most of my like childhood gaming uh stuff which led me to board games was actually came from the arcade my stepdad uh, used to like run arcades and so whenever it was like a sort of weekend and you know i would just come in and get free goes and everything and so i've grown up around flashing lights and cool things and that that dopamine hit you get from <laughs> from all of those like prize winning things and actually that's kind of that was a lot of what my childhood gaming was. But I think one common theme there is that I think it takes root when you have like people to play games with when you're a kid. I think that's actually a really, really nice family thing that is like super beneficial. Um, and so like I'm very fortunate to have been able to do that. So like, yeah, I feel like that was that was what it won. And then I feel like teens was, for me, video games. It was mostly video games. It wasn't until I got to about uni university when i i finally bought my first board game which was descent 
Wow, that's going in quite heavy there, Rob. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We played, we played, we didn't play much of it. It was, I had some friends who were kind of keen, but it was just so mind-blowingly difficult at first. Um, but I loved it. I thought it was super cool. And, I, you know, I've still got it. It's 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 it's, it's a great game. Uh, but I definitely, I think I, I dived in a bit too deep, which uh, once again kind of gave me a, a little bit of a, right, let's go a bit simpler. The time I probably got back into board games was probably... When I qualified as a doctor my second year after that, we had to work out at a hospital that was in the middle of nowhere. There wasn't really much to do. So a few of us who stayed there in, in like the halls of residence next to work, we used to get together and do board game nights. Nice. And uh, we, we bought a copy of Pandemic. And I think that was my first game like that where I was like, wow, yeah. I, I understand what games can be now. It's uh-huh. not all... It's not all the classics, and uh, yeah, and so we we played that Munchkin. You know, some of the the good the games that people tend to play when they first get into the into the hobby. After that, then it was uh, UK Games Expo that was the uh, the fuel on the fire, I suppose. The big milestone. I was about to ask, like, what was the sort of point when you went from just sort of like being interested in games, playing games, liking them, to sort of start like getting really in you know i feel like everyone has that point where it's like oh yeah no I'm, I'm really into this now for me mine one was the my first kickstarter i feel like that's how so many people start it's like they're like wow that was great like um my first kickstarter was above and below by ryan lockett that is a nice one to start with yeah it was it was awesome like and as soon as i got that it was yeah then the floodgates half opened and my 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 lack of needing any storage for board games became very critically aware to me uh, when I then started just ordering loads and they all arriving and it was like mad, you know, I think that that's for me the main point. Um, but then also like definitely I think going to UK Games Expo was like the the big catalyst. Yeah, for me that was where I was standing at the top of the slide and suddenly I was like, oh, maybe I should jump down the slide. Um, it was, I went to the UK Games Expo on a whim, like I booked the tickets a few few weeks before because I had some time off and I went with a couple of friends and went to the playtesting area, played a card game and I was like, this is cool. And this, like this person designs games and in the back of my head, I was like, yeah, it'd be fun to design a game sometime. And I kind of put that on the back burner for ages um, and designed a terrible everyone's first game design is terrible of course uh, a game called lurgy which you know i try to put stuff into it was about like getting illnesses and trying to fight illnesses and stuff which is you know a bit on the nose these days now so i'm glad i didn't pursue that too much <laughs> but uh but then i kind of came to subsequent uk games expos and got more and more into it and more games and stuff and then i met you ah oh a big crowd oh isn't that nice i joined instagram around that time and obviously there was uh, Board Game Bud uh, on there, <laughs> Mr. Rob Sparks. And uh, that's where this partnership began. God, yeah. Like, it's interesting that you mention like that specific part because that, that, I think, uh, you know, I do forget about all these different milestones, like parts of it that kind of accelerate these things. And, and you know, meeting you was a huge one because now we're here talking about it. Like, that's a, that's a massive part of it and all of the conventions. We've done a lot of conventions. We've spoken. We've designed games and stuff. But um yeah and it's funny that you mentioned the instagram thing it's like obviously there was a point where 
I was suddenly made, made made a bunch of friends in Bristol. We were playing loads of games. I just started taking photos. That was literally how that happened. And then, you know, from that, it's things like meeting Chris, meeting my girlfriend, meeting, like, going to all these events, like, uh, designing games with people. Like, that definitely was a massive catalyst. And I think from all of this, like, the main thing that I would probably say, looking back on um, all of it, to say, like, what was the, the, the main thing to try and like get me super supercharged involved in it whether you're just a board game geek or and i mean that endearingly of course i i wear the nerd geek badge with nothing but pride um, as do i yeah I, I brandish that um but the um but the thing like including as a designer i feel like the thing that has been the common factor is meeting people who also like this stuff that's it it's all about putting yourself out there and meeting people and if I was to say one thing that would sum up the whole journey, it would be like, em- embrace it. Embrace that tabletop geekiness and what you love. Use it as a beacon to find those other like-minded folks and uh, people who you don't need to apologize for waxing lyrical about the thing that you love and the hobby. Beautifully said. You're absolutely right. You know, when there's one of you, you can your geekiness has an upper limit. Or maybe not, <laughs> but it's harder to reach that upper limit. But when there's when me and Chris, the amount of times when we're going on these podcasts, like there, you don't realize for a ten minute podcast, it's never ten minutes. Um, there's about a half hour chat before about just games and game designs and excitement about topics and stuff. And I think that's the key thing. Like, yeah, if I yeah, if there's one thing I could have done, I would have got into it sooner, and I would have gave my, made made my friends get into it sooner too. Um, but with that, Chris, it's been lovely to speak to you as always. And I'm going to say goodbye to you and I'll see you at 10minutedesignchallenge.co.uk. Thanks very much, Rob. I will see you at boardgamebud.com. This has been a 10-minute design chat on becoming a board game geek. Thanks for listening. And we'd love to hear your origin stories. So tweet us, email us, or leave a comment on the podcast. And we want to find out how you got started.